Welcome to A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Podcast. I'm Jesse. And I'm Eric. Welcome back. It's been a bit. It has. Not really. It feels like it's been a while. It's weird. It's been... I've been up till 3 a.m. every day. I think it's because of... I mean, we saw each other out in Tilsonburg because we had a wedding out that ways and we had the kidney walk. The kidney walk. Which is pretty good. Which I haven't edited any of the footage from. There's a lot of footage to go through. It's going to take a while. Although we had photos. Uh, yep. But she it. sent me the share file link for everything, so I'm just going to edit the video and send it to her. I was sent on Greg's account a image from a newspaper. Oh. Who, what's, I know it mentions the kidney walk, but the, whose picture Til- is it? It's the Tilsonburg News. Oh, the guy that showed up? Yeah, the guy that showed up. Yeah. Uh, one of my esteemed Facebook friends. He's been He's been working for the news for a long time. He, we should just get in contact with the newspaper and let them run our photos. Most newspapers will. Yeah. Like, you can do user-submitted photos. I still stand by the fact that I'm pretty sure the Tilsonburg News did use one of Tila's photos the first year. <laughs> but she stood way too close to um, the, the newspaper photographer. And I never got a physical copy of the newspaper. So only from visual image can I even guess. Hmm. Like, I, I couldn't tell, but... Yeah, you could probably tell if it's the same moment if you had both the files on hand. But I don't. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't know where they would have stolen it from, really, if they It's did. a good charity. Yeah. And it was fun to do. Um, I enjoyed flying the drone this year. Except for the craziness. Yeah, I... It just comes with the territory, I guess, of having a drone. Because there's so many weird issues that you can have where it's just, you know, people complain about them, like, flying away and doing drastic stuff like that. Never, we've never had it that bad. And over by where you were, there are high, like, there could have been some sort of, like... Interference? Interference okay. of some kind. Because what happened was, and I, I reviewed the... insert footage of could. what happened. I, I reviewed the footage, and you can see it now. I too reviewed the, the camera. Nothing. There was wasn't near anything. It wasn't near any power lines exactly. Right, like the closest ones nearby were probably like four hundred feet away. The camera just went nuts. It, it did basically what it looks to me like the gimbal's check. Like when you turn it on, the gimbal does this thing where it looks in several different directions. And back when I broke the drone by flying it into a, a house and smashed <laughs> many of the delicate camera parts to pieces. It would do the same thing, except it would fail. So it would go nuts. It would just start swinging and trying to find whatever the hell centered it usually does to calibrate itself. It was doing that, but in midair. And the rest of the drone was fine. Like, thank goodness, because it, it stayed in perfect position while the gimbal went nuts. And as suddenly as it started, it stopped. So, eh, it's one of those things you have to deal with, I guess. It's true. I realized watching last week's raw footage that hasn't been edited that there is something cool about having a TV behind because when we're talking about things, we can actually turn to look. Yes, it's But we true. don't have a third upgrader to operate our TV. Goodness. We need somebody to do it for it to be seamless. That's mm-hmm. for sure. But um, no, that's just my random tangent. Kidney Walk, good fun. They're going to use our video and photos to launch 2019s like to announce the dates and the walks so one of the cool things about doing work with them is our footage has been on tv our photos have been on tv nice it's just public access television so, so it's not the highest of credibility but still nothing that a I'll cool ever watch. situation yeah 
Like, um, they do appreciate it. It's it's too bad we can't do more work for them, but that's far away. But yeah, I mean, um, maybe we, next year the celebrity fashion show will happen again. I that's so. fun. And maybe Ryan Gosling will be Ryan there. Gosling. He won't. Ryan Gosling, please go to that damn show. That'd be amazing. I want to take pictures of him. I'd have to upgrade my camera. I said I would. I already did, so I'm not going to upgrade my camera, but because it would be very expensive if I did, I'd have to go for like medium format or something, or that ridiculously priced new Panasonic system that looks amazing, but damn, that sticker price is too much. Is it though? Or are they just going, saying, we are going to do the best. People are tired of Canon and Nikon. And we're going to charge a little bit more. But we think that our product that you can't get through Canon and you can't get through Nikon yeah. is worth it. Oh, I, You know what? Looking at, at the performance of this camera and what it promises to do, and the things that it does that other cameras don't, for instance, like 60 frames per second, 4K and, and such. And it's uncropped, right? Uncropped, of course. Um, looking at it, yeah, okay. It's competing with the top of the line sort of camcorders you might get from Sony and other video high end video equipment, so it justifies the six grand price tag. Um, the lenses are going to be just as ridiculously priced, I would say. So it it's not even hit like I've I've never bought a Sony camera. Even I mean I, don't, I wouldn't buy a Sony camera, but if let's just say somebody handed me here's a Sony A7S Mark II or whatever, I it, it doesn't seem unattainably expensive, but it's expensive. Those cameras, you know, with the lenses you're going to use for filmmaking or whatever, going to be well over three grand. But it's, I would still think, yeah, if I'm making, you know, documentary or whatever, let's go for that. That's That makes sense. This Panasonic is it's up there. Like, I'm thinking you're going to spend over $10,000 by the time you have any decent glass for the thing to film stuff. If you want native glass, which you can adapt stuff anyways, because mirrorless is great for that. But it's expensive. If we were shooting a movie and we had a budget, we could just rent. We could. That would be a great way to actually... Depends how long you're shooting for, I guess, yeah. To um, try things out. To try things out. We did that a lot back in school, even though they had great base equipment, the red cams and whatnot, the lenses. We still rented extra lights and extra lenses and all the necessary. They had a good selection, but when you wanted your you know 200 prime lens for the red cam yeah it's pricey it makes sense to do it in that situation yeah i think it doesn't make sense for things we do repetitively i would never rent gear for weddings just because i'm going to be doing weddings just buy the damn thing have it be comfortable with it it's fine for a movie i could see it being useful because it's a one-time thing with a set start and finish filming date and after you've done a little bit of wiggle room sure and and after you're done that you don't need it Get rid of you. This is it would be in your closet, depreciating anyways. You don't need it, so not a big deal. Not a waste of money to to use it. It's just a, a business tool at that point. So hypothetically, making a film, mm-hmm. if you without any developments hindering this conversation, if you could pick any genre of film that you wanted to work on, attainably, what would it be? What do you mean attainably? Well. If you pick sci-fi chances are it's gonna suck because we don't like, there's there's no budget like if you if tomorrow we made a movie what would your genre of choice be comedy is too easy i, I like watching comedies but they're very simple they're really hard to but and, and 
Some comedies are hard to direct. Take it from somebody who's directed many failed comedies. Yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't do comedy. I can tell you that much. Uh, thrillers are a little they're a dime a dozen kind of thing on Netflix, but the the ones that are really good sort of stick out in your mind. At the same time, it it's not it's almost a genre in and of its own, like the pop sensation of of something. Like I don't know. You could think of way, movies that are so iconic, like Sixth Sense or something, that just stick out, and it's just this kind of... It, it, it's kind of that movie where you just get, like, a twist ending, I, I guess. The Shyamalan twist. Yeah. almost It's almost a genre in, in and of itself. Being able to write something that is that emotionally compelling, I don't I don't know. I can't really pick a genre exactly, but something like that. It would, it would be a serious... It would be a movie that takes itself seriously. I could say that much. Wouldn't be a horror. Mm. It wouldn't be a romantic, you know, interest type movie. I don't think it, it would be serious, gritty, gritty. Yeah. Hmm. Like a maybe not like gritty. Maybe a like not necessarily a murder mystery, but you could have somebody dead. Gritty death is gritty. Maybe. I think I'd want to take the perceived criminal's perspective on that one if it was something like that like maybe you could follow somebody that's like an ex-biker or whatever and has like a lot of gang affiliations and then they're you know it shows like the truth of the streets or whatever like just you know aspects of drug addiction or drug peddling or human trafficking or whatever something in a a gritty way i'm thinking now a movie that kind of shows aspects of like that underworld is taken it's an interesting movie and that's an action movie I don't think it would necessarily have to be an action movie. Action is fun to do. Action you can do on a low budget. You can, yeah. Um, There's a lot of stunts, which is fun. I would I would also stray away from things that require lots of digital effects. I like practical effects, and I like not necessarily needing them because you have a compelling enough story that you're not just fucking whip-panning a camera every two seconds and confusing the audience. Oh, I agree. Um well unfortunately we have a horror movie in our future maybe that's fine just gotta start somewhere but that's just a fun little intro to everything my filmmaking uh i can't say my filmmaking skills are rusty but my filmmaking i haven't made one in a while Mm -hmm. i haven't done that wedding films sure but yeah it's not really something that's publicly the thing you watch although i mean there, there's a social media component to it for a lot of videographers that put out these really really i don't know like highlighted snippets of the day and weave them together in something that everybody watches and like and that facebook amazing. flags them if you use copyrighted music yes which everybody does i was yeah. talking about that with g um g and i had talked about how it might actually be in our interest to go to brides and grooms and say, Hey, we have a musician that'll record you a acoustic song Versh. for your wedding video. Yeah. No flag. Need talented musicians, which we have one. She's a very talented musician. I don't know if any of the other members of roadways are on board with I such mean, a thing. I mean, you need he, a drummer. He gave me his hourly or their hourly wage. And it, if a bride and groom really wanted it, or they so wanted something attainable. done specifically for them. Yeah. It's more than attainable. That's good. Um, so that's that's on the table. Uh, 
movies, movies, oh, movies. The the thing that like making whether it's a I've worked on first thing I ever did in film school was a ripoff of the first like the the original style movies because we were shooting on black and white no sound it was very old school and we shot a movie about a guy eating a banana just finished the banana throws the banana and somebody slips on the banana the classic yes it was not award-winning no and i might have it somewhere it's cool that it was shot on film it feels very different that one didn't have dialogue but the first time Sound you see era. the you see dialogue that you have written or you've had a part on a part with on the screen that's addicting and it's a horrible addiction mm-hmm. because you could spend years trying to get that high again yeah it's a lot of time before you see it pay off really mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot of for some reason as soon as you mentioned black and white the old Alfred Hitchcock movies jumped out at me, and that's and I thought of the effects and the, and the practical effects and stuff used in the movie Psycho because I think we've talked about it on the podcast. It's one of my favorite movies of all time for sure. Something like that. It's different than any horror you would see today. It's so radically different. It's slow. Yeah, which is important. I don't would I don't know how audience would audiences would react to a modern day emulation of that kind of style well, first off you know exactly how they would react to a beat for beat remake of psycho because with 1998 psycho yeah with vince vaughn masturbating i didn't watch it it wasn't good i wouldn't watch it I don't we had watch to watch it. it in school yeah as a study versus you know they say that imitation is the sincere form of flattery but it even though most of it was shot for shot there was some magic a lot of people say it's in the black and white yeah the, the other the, the look of it the 1998 fantastic. one was filmed in color yes a lot of people say it was the black and white that was the magic but there's just something different it's not necessarily the acting vince vaughn wasn't bad in it the acting wasn't even like it was really believable but it wasn't like overacting mm-hmm. like you might get in I don't know, remake probably yeah. that's trying to be something. In the original, it wasn't trying to be anything. These were just actors. And, and they, they were didn't told know to... what they had. No, they didn't know what it was going to be. They didn't know what the edited film was going to look like. They didn't know what scenes were included, so, anything. That might have also been another thing, uh, you mentioning that. Them copying. It, There's it no originality. The, yeah, it colors the final result. Yeah. Um the, when Psycho was released, the amazing thing at the time, and they don't do this for most movies, any movie nowadays, is you couldn't get into the theater even if you were five minutes late. The doors were shut. Yes, that's Because a... they didn't want to risk... Um, you What was it? They didn't want to risk the, the twist... The, the I don't I don't know why now I'm blanking on the reason why, but they they needed they you needed the the full setup the full everything and obviously midway through the movie the main character spoiler alert even though it's it's a little old main character dies yes <laughs> and and later the killer is his own mother yes so <laughs> good uh, twist 
every other movie after Psycho isn't worth it. Psycho 2, 3, 4. I, that's why I don't <laughs> even put any interest into it. But um, apparently Bates Motel is okay. That's a TV show, isn't it? Yeah. I've seen a bit of that. It's strange. What well, is strange? They It's it's one of those things that doesn't really make sense because they're like, oh, let's do a TV show about Norman Bates as a kid. Mm-hmm. Riveting. And we're going to loosely set it in the Psycho universe. Yes. Now I'm not sold. You can't loosely. Yes. Like, I, I want either a true prequel or don't say it's... It's loosely set. Make it your own thing. It, it's along the lines of most TV shows that they just stretch a concept and throw <clears> in <throat> things to try to keep the audience interested, but it's just a half-assed attempt half, most of the time. It's not real storytelling from what I've seen of it. I've watched a couple episodes. There's a, there's a TV show that just premiered, and apparently it did very, very well. And I'm intrigued, and I think traditional TV might have to do this where their ideas are so out there because they're competing with Netflix so much that the trailer for this uh, network show was very well done and the concepts are very interesting. It's it's all about this airplane that is leaving Jamaica and they arrive in New York and everybody's like, what are you doing here? And the pilot, everybody... In the plane, it's like we came from Jamaica. And then the police are called and whatnot. They finally find out that they'd been missing for five years. Ooh, fun. Yeah. And that trailer, I'm like, what? I don't get it. And then the extended trailer shows how much your life can change when your your life around you progresses five years and then you come back and it's been two hours. People have moved on. People have remarried. Mm-hmm. There's cures for diseases that... In five years, I don't know if there's going to be many new cures, but it's kind of... It, it's similar. I mean, there wasn't a, a sci-fi element to it in a lot of shows, but you could see the same thing happening. And I can think of Castaway as a good example where he comes back after that and after getting off the island. And, and there's many examples of that. And I think that's a realistic expectation. I mean, you could see it in real life when people went away to war and they were expected dead or maybe they were captured by the enemies of prisoner of war or something and they come back. And, you know, five years literally has progressed or more. So it's an interesting concept. But I'm guessing this is a sci-fi, is it not? I don't know. Because the trailer has kind of pegged it as a mystery. Hmm. They don't know why. And I kind of accidentally stumbled upon a review today on Facebook. And even after the first episode, there's no real answer. But the trailer has made it seem that whatever has happened has affected them both positively and negatively. Because there's going to be things that happen, you know, that's horrible after being missing for five years. Yeah. Like there's this female character in the TV show. She finds out that her father died. Yep. In the five years' time. That would be horrible, especially since it's only been two hours for you. Your life would be... Never braced for that, no? No. Uh, so just stuff like that. But I have a funny feeling, based on this review that I read, is it might get a little preachy. 
it might fall somewhere in between sci-fi and a slight religious overtone, which is odd. Religious overtone? How so? Like I, a, like I a rapture movie of some kind? I don't know. Uh. Um, what else? Uh, Venom came out. Yep. Or is coming out. I think it's already out. Might be open tomorrow. But uh, the... Spider-Man villain movie that legally cannot have Spider-Man in it. Uh, not of any interest to me, and I won't watch it. No, me either. Uh, new Halloween movie with Michael Myers. I like the original Halloween stuff. I like Jamie Lee Curtis. That's coming out. Mm-hmm. Looks kind of badass. I like a good horror movie. I'll look into it. You should, because Justin doesn't like horror movies, and neither does Melissa. This has got to become a movie review podcast where we're by ourselves or something. We should do it. We could. Yeah. Uh, speaking of movie review podcasts, next month Kevin's coming. Oh, yes. So we do have a guest in the future. Yes, we do. We should inquire about others, but he'll be an interesting one. What Fasten was... your seatbelts. It's going to be a six-hour ride. What were we talking about before the podcast, and then you said to me that we should save it for the podcast? Something something of relative interest well just interesting things um we're talking about interviewing different types of people people who real life people have been through tragedies oh yes and then we were talking about being reporters okay so those are two things um well no i'll save the tragedies one because that could be something we do not tell and show don't tell as as far as being reporters I feel start, start off with what you said to me at the beginning with, about that. I guess. Oh, as to why we could, what we could look into. Well, say say for example, using my personal thing and then the Johnny Tischler thing. When we first met, mm-hmm. you and I did some night photography. Yes. And then downtown St. Catharines. Yes. Then one day I was driving home and there was a car accident not too far up the street. I'm like, well, it's a beautiful summer day. I'm gonna go take photos of death. So I take my camera and I go, and I'm not on the scene. I'm, I'm appropriately away. And a police officer comes up to me. He's like, what publication are you with? I'm like, I have a photography website. I'm just doing, I'm just practicing some nighttime photos. He's like, oh, okay, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, I was just curious in case you needed a quote. I'm like, maybe I should have got a quote. Uh-huh. So... There was that, but I was talking to somebody who watched the Johnny Tischler one, the podcast. Actually, G mentioned it, and he said that that is the pinnacle of what we are because we are normal people. We're we're intrigued by people, and we bring somebody of interest, of major interest, and just give them a platform to talk. G watched that one? I don't know if he did or he was just talking. Okay. I, I can't. He knew about it. Well, I mean, he lives close but not thousands of people know about it that's cool it's fair it's fair it did better than others along those lines though we could be photojournalists we could be because newspapers will let you submit stuff to their websites i'm sure my uncle does it all the time he'll take pictures and send them to the toronto star i don't know how rewarding it is unless you can be an actual on staff photographer don't make any money yeah so you you want to be on staff or something yes but but at the same time you could like start your own local news site if you were active enough to do it but i don't think you do it as a part-time thing go right ahead alex 
be my guest. Alex. Yeah. Jones. Just start your own oh. news site. Oh. <laughs> what What is a good parody on InfoWars? What could we call it? Turn in the Frog. Oh, parody? I don't know. Tur- <laughs> Turn in the Frog's gay. <laughs> Gayfrogs.com. I bet you that exists. Oh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> it's probably an Alex Jones fan site of some sort. Probably, or something incredibly scarring. Gay, like gay animated frogs. frogs. Dot com. This is a mistake. I don't know why you're doing this. Doesn't <laughs> exist. Oh, I spelled it wrong. Uh, what, gay what? grogs. Great gay grogs. <laughs> that sounds like some kind of mythical creature. Oh. is it, What is it? It's for sale. Oh. Probably for an absurd amount of money. <clears throat> Guess how much GayFrogs.com is worth. $7,000. You could buy GayFrogs.com two and a half times with 7000 Oh, okay. Well, it's still insanely unreasonable. Yes, a little bit. Okay. Probably because at one point it might have been purchased. Ooh. Well, yeah, and somebody had the foresight of jacking up the price on it. Curiously enough, GayPanda.com is worth twenty grand. Because pandas aren't sexual in any manner, let alone gay sexual. Do we know any pagans? I do not know any pagans. Well, if you do www.gaypagan.com, that's also worth $20,000. Probably against the religion, and it would be a very countercultural porn site. Okay, I'm not not for this, because I don't have any, but... You would think a website called www.gaytips.com would be taken. You think it would, but it's not. Tips about being gay for the affordable amount of twenty one hundred dollars. I don't. There must be some people out there that are just miserable because they're sitting on a bunch of parked addresses, and nobody's buying them because they're ridiculously priced. If somebody really wanted gay tips for twenty one hundred dollars, <laughs> I'm sure. You could justify it. I'm sure somebody could make money off of giving out advice like that. It must be doable. People that are talented on camera or on blogs or whatever. But nobody's buying it. One day there's just going to be like more than 70% of the internet's web pages that you know would be good and useful for stuff are just sitting there waiting to be bought and nobody's buying. I was talking to somebody at Beast today. She gave me her email address. She's like, I get made fun of all the time because it's an old email address. And I looked at it. I'm like, you know what? It doesn't have numbers in it. That's impressive. It's just her name. It's just her name. It's first name, period, last name at whatever.com. Tila's incredibly lucky because nobody has her name. Like, almost pretty much nobody has her first name, let alone in combination with her last name. I'm screwed. Eric Gervais? There's so <laughs> many Eric Gervais. I get lucky. Dolster J, stuff like that. Plus, I've always liked the idea of owning my own domain. So I think even if 10 years from now, DH Media doesn't exist, I'll still be paying for a custom domain for myself. Ooh. Why not? Keeps things different. It's yeah. affordable. It's it's not bad. <sighs> um. Yeah, it's not bad. How uh, excited Thanksgiving this weekend? It's eh, it's going to be pretty good. I'm going to build a roof on a cottage. But you can take photos of the roof beforehand. I, sh- I should do that, yeah. I'll take the drone. I guess... T- 
Tila's Cottage, for people that don't know. You know what? We're going to hit the deadline. So this hasn't happened yet. But What deadline? This hasn't happened yet, this whole cottage thing. But I will send you the footage of it, and you can see it right now on the screen of, okay. of the drone flying over the cottage if I haven't crashed it. And then afterwards, you'll see the new roof on the cottage if I haven't crashed it. And if I have crashed it, you can insert whatever you want to humiliate, humiliate me over, over this part. I can't speak. We gotta get back to doing these on Sundays. Not that anybody in the audience would ever notice, but we record them on Sunday. They used to get released on Mondays. I tried. I missed this week. This week's the first week I ever I've missed the Monday. It was just too busy. That's and okay. Johnny's was still going well, so I figured why not? Why bury it? Yeah, better be. Um, what's the weather like up there? Is it chilly? Probably. I bet you it is quite cold. In fact, it's quite cold down here. Given that it's only October 4th, the current weather, it's 12 degrees out. It's been really rainy this week. It was beautiful this morning, though. Like, it was wet, but it was it, warm. It was Yeah, it was nice. The sun, especially even the sun came out this afternoon. It was nice. I'm going to look up the weather for where my family cottage is. Currently there, it's 4 degrees instead of 12 we have Burr. here. Yes. And the prediction for... This weekend, given I'm look at the ten day forecast, is supposed to be a high of nine degrees and seven degrees. So compared to today's temperature of thirteen degrees was the high up there. So it's cold. That's fun. That every time I get photos of uh Tila's cottage in the fall, it, it's nice. It, being there the summer time when we went I mean I went the last two years when I went with you that is great but the fall colors probably make it a very nice look yeah I'm, I'm more about the summer weather myself just well, I like the can... summer weather but I don't mind the fall colors yeah it's sometimes you get a little overlap in, in between but uh, is everybody going up or just you and Tila from the Niagara region nope lots of fam. well all of her family basically so be a pretty big get together. I, I, there's gonna be lots of pie. There's always lots of pie on Thanksgiving. Root beer flavored pie this year? No, God, no. That was a mistake last year. <laughs> Tila likes to make experimental pie. She saw that somewhere on a recipe, I think. It, it said you could make root beer pie, and it was like a liquid root beer pie, just like how you would imagine it. It was terrible. Yeah. The only saving grace is she did use A&W, right? Well, that's the only good root beer there is. <laughs> the There was another pie that was a failure. I can't remember exactly what it was. But, nah, no more experimental pies. I think she's doing cherry and apple. Pumpkin? No, somebody's probably going to do pumpkin. Pumpkin's delicious. There's going to be like 30 pies. Somebody's doing pumpkin. I, um, I was supposed to do banana cream pie, but I'm not going to do that because I'm doing this instead kind of but at the same time i told her like i don't eh. banana cream pie is delicious but i know nancy washes these on the regular so nancy instead of banana cream pie we give you this say hi to nancy hey nancy i i wish somebody else up there would make banana cream pie so i have a reference banana cream pie i've only ever had my mom's recipe and it's so good but i've never had any other one except for teal's really crappy one one christmas giving it was two years ago. She made. Matt had to help her. Uh, yeah, because she couldn't handle bananas. That's that's just it. 
the the whole joke. Years How do we ago. both end up with women that can't deal with bananas? I don't know. It's such a weird it's such allergy. Such a strange allergy. But somehow, uh, two people I now know. I joke with Melissa that I think her allergy is fake. Eh, doesn't it just make her like makes her sick? Gag. It makes her get. So I I'm thinking it's mental. It's got to be. But I'm not psyched, sure. Psyched out the by only banana. thing, and it's not ethical to do, is hide bananas in her food and see what happens. <laughs> That's a yeah. That'll get you in trouble pretty quick. But I don't know. I don't. Not Tila, if not if she's I not allergic. Tila breaks out in hives or something. So I trust that. But <laughs> in your case, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I keep joking about it. Maybe could, one day could one. be an all psychological game. It could be. It'd be interesting. Doesn't she just eat muffins sometimes and there's like bananas in it that she doesn't know about or drink like a fruit juice and there's banana in She's it? She's pretty good about watching the uh, the ingredients list. Yeah, unless you say like natural fruit juices, then that's where you have to be careful. A lot of fruits in there. But um, no, I don't know. Are you allergic to... Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. And I... On top of that, and I guess we can get into it because I don't know if we talked about the podcast. I don't have any phobias. Either. Yeah, we talked about that before. Yeah, that, you're making let's, fun let's of everybody forget. else's fears. That's great. I, I at work today. It's a very rare setting. I saw a praying mantis. That's cool. Yeah, and I was not gonna scared. Of I them. was gonna throw it at somebody, <laughs> and I learned what I, I guess I remembered. They can turn their heads like right around and i thought it might be able to bite me because i tried twice to pick it up and it just did this thing where its neck just went right back <laughs> to where my fingers were and i was like nope try it again and i'm like nope it's gonna try to go for my fingers so i'm gonna look up if they can bite people but if, if they can then i probably would have gotten bitten instead i chucked it no prank mantises were harmed in the making of this video making of that prank or this video it's good it's not really a prank my they would have shit their pants it would have been great that's one that we should do. We should go to one of those safari places, like one of those reptile things. There's a few in Niagara, and you sit down there and interview one of the one of the reptile experts and get over my fear That'd on be, camera. There's, I, I, it's not the best time of year, I imagine. Well, <laughs> nothing outdoors, but there's a there's like a reptile kingdom or something in Thorold, whatever it is, or Fawn Hill. That's inside, though. It is. Inside's the place to be at this time yes. of year for reptiles. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Could go there. So get many in contact so many hypotheticals. with them. Let's do it. I if there was ever a time to get over my fear, it'd be on camera. Because then there's more of an incentive to do it. Yes. Um I don't know, it's weird. Because if you if you told me, Hey, I'm going to bring over this snake today, mm-hmm. I'd be like, Okay. And you brought this snake, and it's right there. It's snake. It's a snake. I'd be less intimidated and nervous about a snake that I knew was there. But if you were like, hey, there's snakes somewhere. And you threw a snake at me with your wizard powers. All right. That, or, you know, throw a praying mantis. Yes. I think a lot of my scared comes from jumping. Yeah. Like when I, like, when a frog jumped on me, I got startled and I jumped. And he was like, "Oh, you're scared?" No, a thing jumped on me, and I, I tend to underreact with stuff like that with people like jumping out trying to scare yeah, me. But you underreact with sit there. You underreact with a lot of things. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing surprises me. But then, also at the same time, 
I would much rather be in the presence of something cool, like an alligator, uh-huh. than a small lizard. It's true. I'd like to see an alligator. Or crocodile. And, of course, my dream, I hate small lizards, but if somebody can clone a velociraptor, I'm down. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. I wouldn't fuck with a velociraptor. No, me either. But I'm down. Do you think it'll... We talked about this in Florida, but do you think one day it'll happen? Not in our lifetime. I think you could probably synthesize an organism that's similar to what we think they look like. I mean, DNA, we already know, is very degraded, and I don't think there's a way to recover that they're doing it with chickens now they're they're using chickens as the backbone of whatever yeah and they're playing with the genes and they're breeding at least dinosaur-esque embryos and did they ever make it past the embryo stage i don't think so because they're not running around trying to eat us i'm sure they can bring one of those to term at some point that'd be a interesting thing to work on but Chickens are fuckers. I yes. I don't think we're ever going to replicate authentic dinosaurs, like the same DNA as the things that walked the Earth millions of years ago. But we don't need to. <laughs> the illusion no, is you enough. Could, you could create the illusion. I think that's probably doable. Combine uh, the right genetics that we have. Once you master the genome of several organisms, including ourselves, and you know what every single... Everything, every protein that's encoded and every step along the way, every Hox gene, everything that's, you know, set up or whatever for the body plan of the organism. You can eventually, I imagine, just target specific genes and synthesize ones to go in each other's places and come up with your own body plan of its own. Yeah, it's got to be dual. I don't know. That's beyond me. And I think it's beyond our years. We'll see some interesting things. This would be weird. I was talking. Okay, here's a good. I know it's late and we're tired, but it's okay. We still got time. Um, pot. Okay, we've talked about it. I got a pamphlet in the mail about it today. I got an email about it today. I got invited to a workplace. I think it's a business. I don't know how I got this, but I got invited to Club Roma as okay. a business owner and workplace uh, cannabis information night. Okay. Or information morning, I get free breakfast and that I get to learn lovely. about cannabis in the workplace. Is it, it's just for you. How did this connection it's an arise? Open invite, but I don't know how I got the email. I want free breakfast. We can go. Okay. But in doing my research, they've they've penned it out, and it's been a long time since I actually read what's going down. I know it's getting legalized. Yep. But I didn't read the fine print. There's a lot of it. They're kind of weird with it. I thought it was going to be like alcohol it's not but it's a weird amalgamation of cigarette laws and alcohol laws yep like the whole you can smoke it pretty much everywhere you can with a cigarette mm-hmm. but unlike cigarettes you can't smoke it at work yes but it also the website i was on didn't explicitly say you couldn't smoke it on your break either which i think it's a per, i think it's a work it's a per her business decision whether or not you're going to let your employees smoke but it would make sense that you wouldn't because i don't think you're allowed to drink on any job necessarily no. but that's why it's a weird amalgamation it has to be because it's both an impairing sub- substance and something that's volatile like into the air so people are breathing in it which makes perfect sense that it's a combination of the two actually in in many regards i would say it's not really 
the distribution of it is more interesting to me, like how it's going to be sold and how you, you, you yourself can't sell it. Like I could, I don't think a police officer is going to say something to you if you, somebody bums a cigarette off to you on the street and you say, give me a dollar and they give you a dollar. That's not a big deal. I mean, yes, it's technically not legal. And I know that, but yeah, but that's the same way they handle cigarettes. Yeah. You're not allowed to resell cigarettes. No, that's what I'm saying about cigarettes. Yeah. You, nothing would happen. I think with weed they might be a bit more strict, but at the same time, it's this stupid. Are you allowed to? And I I say this as tobacco blood. Are you allowed to grow your own tobacco in your backyard? I don't see why not. You can grow your own alcohol. Tobacco fields are just like unguarded things you can walk into if oh, you know. wanted to trespass. So, you've dreamed of doing that. Well, pick my own tobacco. Let's grow tobacco plants. I'll add that to the garden if it's I'm profitable next year. No, it's not. Not unless you can do it in mass quantities and you have a way to treat it. I think it would be a fun experiment. If if I plant a garden, which I will in the spring, I'm going to plant tobacco. Learn how to grow tobacco. I know people that get me some seeds, or a germinated plant would be easier. I'll have my people get in touch with your people. Perfect. Um, no, the the marijuana thing is interesting, and the distribution of it. You can grow it too, which is going to be cool. I I'm going to sell it. I'll grow weed. So you can grow it, you can smoke it yourself. Yeah. Where do you get the seeds? I don't know. You can already buy seeds. There's shops in Niagara Falls that sell them to tourists because it's legal to have seeds, but you can't plant them. That's odd. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but so, okay. Some people put it in their food or something. I don't know. No, I, I was going to defend it, but no, that is odd because it's not like we're we're joking about starting an illegal business and we're talking about getting a bunch of meth well we were talking about meth and a drug front yeah like a chinese restaurant or something yes uh if in the future we ever buy a chinese restaurant i want it to be known that it is not a meth drug front it could be you should investigate that but (laughs) don't (laughs) how did they get arrested we reviewed their old podcast like and they openly admitted it. They confessed to a crime that they hadn't yet committed for the next three years. Is that really a confession then? I don't know. It's heavily premeditated, so it is a confession. It's true. Yeah, it makes it worse, I suppose. Okay. I feel bad for the cops because at the very least they will have had to have went through 60 hours to get through. To no, <laughs> somebody cut it out and put it in a snippet. They, just dig in. they did the digging for the cops. No way they went through this crap. Um... But marijuana seeds are a little bit more direct than saying, oh, this person bought all this, whatever the, what's the, what's the medicinal in meth? What's the, the, med, the sinus? Meth? Oh, pseudoephedrine. Yeah. If you want to make it from that. But it's a little bit more direct just buying Seed. pot seeds. Yeah. So they shouldn't really be able to sell them. Why? You're allowed to grow plants. You will be. You're not you're currently not yet. No. So you're literally giving the thing that can make the thing that gives you wheat. Yes. But it's not illegal. It's not. That's so it. weird. Yes. Welcome to Canada. I don't know. I didn't know that. I I don't know in this if in the states. I never once thought I'm seeds. gonna buy pot seeds. But you can. I just might. <laughs> I think they're probably pretty overpriced. Probably better to go to a friend that grows weed, which I'm sure the many Do you of know somebody. I do, actually. I probably know several people that know people that grow weed. Oh, my God. 
we should get a criminal on the podcast. Yeah. And blur out his face or to light him so you can't see him. I want to talk to the criminal. Okay. Not your friend. They're not really a criminal. Right now they are. They're growing pot. Not legal. <laughs> Tons of Canadians are doing that. The yes, police, I know The police that. know that in the city. I know. Actually, that. I know somebody too. Yeah. I wonder if it's a mutual. I don't know. Tila knows somebody. Yeah. Actually, I know somebody. Yeah, there's a good chance it's mutual. Ah. Everybody knows a person. Ah. Um, in a blue tent. How somewhere. do we find a criminal? Walk out front of the courthouse or the police station. <laughs> they're not a very good criminal. Well, I mean, they were... For, they're free. Maybe. I don't know. I want a criminal that's been doing things. And it's anonymous. And... Yeah, I don't know. That sounds dangerous. I'm sure we could ask like any homeless person to <laughs> hook us up with their drug dealer that sells like hard drugs. And then what we follow the ladder. Person? Hmm? What if we interviewed a homeless person? That'd be fine, too. That'd be an interesting story there, hopefully. It would. I don't know. We'd, we'd have to transport them here. Because I, I don't think they have a car. So there'd be a lot of setup to the doing that. There would be. You'd have to find them. We'd have to compensate them out of guilt because food. Yeah. Here. This bevy of feast in a washroom. There is a bit of a issue to it as well where it is a thing and it's, it's just a, I think a fact of the matter is that there's going to be a top levels of stories that they're going to have that are just the... It's their daily routine. It's what they tell people when people ask them about their situation, whatever. And it, it's this thing that pr- probably a lie in many cases. Lots of homeless people do tell lies to begin with because it's that r- is true. Because nobody wants to really describe things that are personal to them off the bat. It's hard to get to somebody's emotions. It would be good to have rapport with this person first, so that way you could at least get on the basis where you're telling each other truths and and how it actually is. Fine. Then for the next six months, I'll go undercover. I'll become a homeless person. There we go. I quit. I'm done. I'm leaving. Justin drink, pays the rent. Drink the water with. Drink the water that they drink and find food with them and do the drugs they do. And yes, you're all set. You probably should stick to alcohol. Yes, be a good choice. You'd fit in, and you wouldn't have to ruin your life, possibly. Yes. Do you think? I don't know. We've we've talked about it a lot, but. Ruining your life. It's not pot. Meth, yes. Meth will ruin your life. Yeah. Well, uh, there are individuals that are stoners that do significantly limit their potential in life because of the amount of weed that they smoke and the things they refuse to do. Is that an arguable ruining of life or is that a... You don't know what their potential was off pot. You never know what the potential is of anybody independent of the things that they have done because they've done those things and it's too late. That's why whenever somebody dies, they're like, oh, they had so much potential. So did everybody. Um, everybody is given expert. Well, I can't say that. Yeah. Some people. Some people have, have very limited, yeah, limited potential at the get-go. But you were born with a certain amount of potential, and then you're given more potential. And it potential. slowly decreases over time. Yes. In many ways. No, no, I think we definitely ruins lives in some ways. People, yes, you could have an addiction to weed of sorts, although... It's not, it's not quite the same. And withdrawal symptoms are a serious differentiator for a lot of drugs of, of what it's like to come off of certain things, certain opiates and, and things like that. It's, it's just agony for many people coming off of these things. You can't say the same for weed. You would have, you, the biggest thing that you're going to have 
is now you have to face yourself sober if if you've been stoned nonstop for the past you know ten years or whatever. You'd be a totally different person. You would have to. You'd be. You'd probably be very anxious. You'd have lots of things that you have just had buried under the the glaze of weed for a decade that you now have to deal with. So yes, because because being a human. It, it, it's hard psychologically to deal with a lot of that kind of stuff, and that's why you cover it. It's up. hard to deal with life sometimes. That's why I get why some people drink. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the best thing about drinking. It actually is a very good, very, very good way to just put your mind somewhere else and, and relax at the end of the day. And it's that I understand being an adult Yeah. at this point in time. Uh, the other thing that I noticed, I was driving, I was thinking, you know, if your life really sucked... But you didn't want to do drugs or drink. There's one solution. Meditation? Two solutions. So I got thinking, if you want your life to not suck for four hours, you just want to put it on pause. Have sex? Three solutions. Four hours? Good sex. It's been a long time since I've had sex for four hours. It's been a while, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so three solutions. My solution was take a nap. Oh, yeah. It disappears. Well, that doesn't really work. Insom- Mentally, it does. Inside. No, there's lots of insomniacs and people that can't get proper rest and rest True. itself is a painful process. And I've even at my own point in like part of my life, it's been rest has been not Me easy too. to come by. So it's it's not foolproof method by any stretch. <laughs> Escapism can be found in just about anything. It's true. The TV like shows and watching TV shows, everything. Humans are very good at trying to escape from doing anything but living their lives in the absence of other stimuli, things that pull them away from something. Who knows? If there is, I mean, if there is really no direct meaning of life, then it's not really pulling you away from anything. You're just being free. Do what you please. Hmm. Well, that's a that's just a deep conversation because I've once again been thinking about the greater purpose and everything, and it's bothersome when you unveil it all and reveal it, and you wonder if there actually is one. No, it's it's the same solution that every time you get worked up about all these things that seem to matter to you in life, and eventually you come to the conclusion that none of them actually matter, and it's just what you're doing, you're going on a day to day routine, which is interesting to also in the context of the. Um, People I was talking about that were on Joe Rogan's podcast, the guy that had been in, uh, on death row for like 21 years and got out because he was, wasn't guilty or like the person that was captured by Somali pirates for like two years and lived an entirely different life. It, their routine, everything that they thought mattered to them probably didn't matter very much once those other processes had started. And your basic needs are entirely different. And yeah, you really don't have probably the same sense of destiny or or something you need to be fulfilling once all that's thrown out the window well at that point if you live if you live to die another day you've fulfilled your goal for the day but that was always the main priority of humanity right until we went up with you know sometime before the agricultural age when we started forming communities and suddenly realized that we're not immortal we have very vulnerable beings that we need to protect our children but in a more tangible way that we understand their their own mortality 
and and now you start living for tomorrow instead of just for today the whole idea of just living to die another day goes out the window and you can achieve greater things like humanity where you ponder the deeper questions of life and and you do things with a delayed gratification like planting foods and harvesting them later and, and learning to cook things instead of just eating them on the spot where you find them and such and so forth sort of human evolution mixed with our own psychological development as human beings which i guess let's go for a branch off that what do you think it'd be like to pull a human being so homo sapien from twenty-five thousand years ago now do you, do you think you could raise like an infant of from that time period to be the same blending with everybody else in society everything would be perfect because i think you probably could Nothing's different physiologically, really. We haven't changed that much in 25,000 years. So you're pulling a new, completely yeah, newborn. let's go with the newborn. So Plastic. right out. Yep. From the past. Right out of the past. Um, okay, well, the movie maker part of my mind, first off, says you're going to have one pissed off mother uh-huh, and uh-huh. that entire line of family this is going to do something in the future is going to have a horrible let's vendetta pick, let's pick a a realistic approach no, no, let's pick a tribal community that is separated for from the rest of the world for the last 25,000 years and they go extinct sometime anyway so it's fine they, they were, they were <laughs> okay it's an outlook right it, yeah. it, they were irrelevant to the rest of the humanity after the point they it's diverged true. And that one died, and the rest of them kept going. And we saved, we saved, saved uh, one infant from King the Pow. from the demise of of their own section of humanity. If there's no, if there's no difference, is there something epigenetic about it? Is what I'm wondering. Almost like, is there something that's passed on from parents that it yes. essentially instill? I, I would think so. Instill attitudes towards things and other cause some kind of different psychological development i'm curious but then again because epigenetic factors are a thing it's not just purely genetic i don't i want to know what kind of difference that would make because those factors would be very different i would imagine whereas the genome might be just about the same Hmm. that's a tough one i i don't know because you could pull somebody probably raise them but Maybe you raising them would modify, at the very least, modernize uh, their their internals. Like if they were a if they were a hunter or like a warrior, maybe they grew up to be a cop or a soldier. So they've modernized their their view on the world. Like if their family were were hunters or gatherers i don't know that that definitely asserts the view of destiny that something someone could be born pretty much independent of external factors hardwired to do a specific task which i think yes genetics of let's just say a higher testosterone male would push them towards something that's more physical or male domineering or whatever and i'm an artist (laughs) yeah i don't know and that Ep- would Epi- keep in mind epigenetic factors are involved with stuff as, as serious as like the susceptibility of weight gain in future generations like say for instance 
there was a, a famine in years past and generations past. And even though it's over, the newborns now put on weight better than you know those that have come before because their body is able to prepare for the disaster of a famine. So I, I don't know if epigenetic factors have that much influence on personality. That's sort of what I'm getting at. And I'm sure if I did some research into peer-reviewed literature, I'd probably find something on the matter. But this is just spitting words out. Just nice little banter. Way too late at night. Yes, and we're not high. No. I we're imagine drunk. this would be a good conversation if we were in a different state of mind, though. Yes. Hmm. It's been so long. <sighs> I think I'm going to say that's where we should wrap up for tonight. <laughs> um, so next week we, oh, uh, yeah, next week we'll, we'll figure something out. I do have another guest that has an interest to return. So we'll see. Okay. Is it the one you met with? Hmm? Is that the one? The one? No. no? Okay. Someone else who has an issue with Amazon. An issue with Amazon? Yeah. Like the shipping part of Amazon or some other division of Amazon? Um, the, the commission and yada yada, the money side of Amazon. Yeah. But I'll let uh, this person tell their story. I look forward to that. On that note, everybody, have a good night. Get some sleep. Don't be sleep deprived. Or, you know, get to work. Depends. I always wonder what the best time to release these is. are. Do you do it at night? Do you do it in the morning? Doesn't matter. Go to bed, wherever you are. Don't care if you're at your desk or driving.